Oh my god! I'm so excited for this show today. Ugh. Welcome to the Movement Podcast, also known as Mando Friday. Or this week, it's Ahsoka Friday. Woo! Yes! So excited. I'm your host. My name is Josh. I'm joined today by my lovely co-host. His name is Jesse. Jedi in a Star Wars show? What? 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 That's so crazy. Yes. Like, whose idea was that? Ah, Man, I'm all out of breath. I'm all excited. I just, uh, I'm so stoked to talk about this week's episode of The Mandalorian on the Movement Podcast, where we talk about movies, video games, music, and TV. You can find us at twistmarmpodcast.com and listen to us anywhere podcasts are heard. Um, God, and that's, that's about it. Let's get right into this thing. Looks like today we have special guest. His name is Mr. Disney. Hello. 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 How are you, sir? I'm good. Yeah. I just watched that shit like an hour ago, so. Yeah, so it's nice and fresh. (laughs) Yeah. Excellent. Oh, man, it's great to have you here with us. Um, Disney's a frequent flyer on the Twist My Arm podcast. He's been on a few shows, so it's good to have you back on, especially for a Star Wars episode, because those are always the best. Truth. Well, that's debatable, but you know, however you feel. (laughs) Master debatable, maybe. Jeez. Uh, Let me get my notes up here. I was so unprepared. My computer had to like restart and it took forever. So sorry the show started a little late, but here we are. It's our first it's our first time podcasting. It's not our fault. Oh my god, I know it's so bad. And I don't even have all my stuff out. If you do want to join us, um, you can just put a little message in the comments and I will send you a link to our stream and you can just join us that way. Um, the only thing I ask is that you have a pair of headphones because if you don't, there'll be some mad feedback and that'll suck. So, all right. suck. Let's oh man, let's let's get into this. There's so much to unpack. Um this episode Mandalorian season 2 episode 5 The Jedi. Who does like that? Like I said. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Nobody saw it coming. <laughs> it's it's so crazy. Do you want to give just a quick synopsis of the plot so that we can just jump in at wherever we feel like and start talking after that? Yeah, so I mean it's basically spoiler uh, alert. If you haven't watched it, turn this off right now. Right now, yes. Or better yet, turn it on now and watch it while you watch this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you want to watch both these at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, directed by Dave Filoni, which to me the Dave Filoni episodes are always the best, um, and no one. He was not going to let Save anyone. Comments for the end. Just give us the synopsis. Of the okay. All right. I'm sorry. Plot. I'm sorry. Director Dave Filoni. Writer Dave Filoni. Music by Ludwig Göransson. Same thing as always. Uh, guest starred Rosario Dawson, Michael Bean from Terminator and Aliens, Diana Lee from Blade Enterprise and Hulk, 
and she's also the daughter of Bruce Lee's trainer. Basically, this episode is Mandalorian going to find Ahsoka, um, the Jedi that is uh, supposed to be who he drops the child off with. Um, he so you know he's flying. He flies to this planet. Um, basically, gets assigned another task and meets Ahsoka. <laughs> they go battle. Somebody blah blah blah. He walks into town. <laughs> He walks into town, and the only Imperial in town is like, does that guy have a quest me sign on his back? I feel like he does. I'm going to go quest that guy. And she goes down there, and she's like, hey, I hear you like to get quested. And he's like, who told you that? She's like, don't worry about it. Anyway, here's the quest. And uh, I want you to go kill the Jedi that you're conveniently here to find. So it's kind of like this serendipitous moment where he's like, how do I find this Jedi? I don't know where this Jedi is. And then this Imperial is like, um... Just, uh, you know, she's out there. Go find her. Um, (laughs) Obviously, that takes place after our live action introduction to the Ahsoka Tano character, which was very well executed, which we will get back to. Anyways, Mando goes and finds her. He gets out there. He's like, hey, I'm supposed to kill you, but I'm not going to. Will you fix this baby? And she's like, dude, your baby is not named baby. He's named Gorgu? Grogu? Grogu. Is it Grogu? Grogu. So your baby is named Grogu, and no, I cannot fix it. Grogu it's broken. So I'm sorry that your baby is broken, but you're gonna have to try somewhere else. But I do need your help, and if you help me, I will pretend that maybe I will train your baby. So they go yep. into working together. They obviously, you know, take care of the Imperial and her forces, and they free the town. Everything is cool, but she does still refuse to train the baby. But she says to go to a Jedi temple on some other planet and uh, see if there's any other Jedi that want to train him. So, now that that's out of the way, we can go shot by shot, we can go moment by moment, we can do whatever you want. I would say, let's go ahead and start with Ahsoka Tano. What did you think? Oh, like, were you so, just furiously well, cranking it in front of the television <laughs> at 1.30 in the morning? That's exactly what I pictured. I was like, I would text Josh right now, but it's probably a deeply personable personal moment for him. <laughs> And I do not want to interrupt because he's going to be like, can't talk, need phone. Sorry. I um, actually didn't stay up and watch it. You watched it before I did. Oh, really? That's so crazy. I, I've been doing this thing because I've been off work since like, I think, Tuesday, where I just stay awake until I'm out of things to do. And last night at like, you know, 11.05, I remembered that uh, Amanda would be out at like one. So I was like, eh, whatever. I'm not doing anything. I will just stay up and watch Mando. And I did. It was, I was, so I was watching it with um, earbuds. And mm-hmm. um, I think it was like 14 seconds into the episode. I was like, oh, I need to pause this and put on good headphones if I'm going to watch this episode right now. I'm going to turn yeah. off all the lights in my house. I'm going to sit down with some snacks and just chill. And it was, it was a good experience. This is <clears throat> by far the best episode of the series. Um, but I also feel like it pretty quickly illustrates why the series needed to be a non-Jedi character. Like the main character needed to not be a Jedi in this series. Um, because otherwise every episode would need to be this level of cool. Like it would be no excuse for them not to do this every episode if the main character were a Jedi. So I think it was a good, you know, it was a good, it was a very nice break. Like, I'm not sick of Mando or the world or the character. Um, I was sick of his friends in the last episode, and I think yeah. they knew that. So they were like, <laughs> you know what? Here, have a Jedi. 
and everything, <laughs> everything that you told me yeah like toss up <laughs> toss him a lightsaber you guys you know what toss him two lightsabers um but it, you had kind of conditioned me to expect filler episodes from dave filoni because you're like he comes from tv he comes from cartoons it's all about filler with dave he's used to that so i was like oh i really hope this isn't a filler episode and like i said about 14 15 seconds in the episode's like oh trust me i'm not filler i got you don't worry <laughs> well that's the thing man because because you go through the like recap of the last episode and you're like oh cool bo katan that was fun and then you just immediately get put into this planet and like like i fully expected ahsoka to come in at a little more heroic moment but no like they were up, like show up out of nowhere yeah no they were like welcome to the episode here's ahsoka bam like in your face <laughs> And it was she got two lightsabers and uh, no waiting. <laughs> yeah, the, cin yeah. cin the cinematography was just awesome. It's the, the dark, the fog, the I mean, this come whole, on, that was that was sweet looking. I Dude. agree a hundred percent. This whole episode was um to me it felt like this was the love letter to all the Star Wars influences, right? Like you had the Western mm. feel. And then you had the very distinctly Eastern feel with the um, any of the scenes with Ahsoka were very like Japanese uh, movie, martial arts, ninja movie style or uh, samurai movie feeling. Mm -hmm. um, I saw a comparison later that some of them are actually like meant to be uh, shots from a Kurosawa film called Yojimbo. Um, yes. So that's, I was glad to have picked up on that because I'm like, this is very Eastern. This is basically space Japan. <laughs> and it was basically space japan like even the architecture was space japan which felt very very star trek to me um because they're very you know guilty of doing that thing like what if this country was a whole planet um so it's it, but it was like they did this thing where they juxtaposed all the western stuff and all the eastern stuff which felt very a new hope to me Right. Like you have Luke Skywalker on like this mystical journey and he's like, oh, I believe in mysticism now. And you've got Han Solo who's like, yeah, but guns, dude, like screw mysticism, <laughs> yo, tango pistol. So you don't need that. Um, and the move this, this episode was like that, too. And it was like, OK, here's Mando versus bald guy. And they're both, you know, about who's a quicker draw. And this is the Wild West and we're old school and <laughs> we got gravelly voices. Is there a mandate that every character or once per episode, Mando will have a gravelly voice off contest with somebody? Anyways, um, <laughs> beyond that, it finally made sense to me where those little uh, Far East influences in the Mando musical theme come from. That recorder that's not a flute, you know, or whatever. Like, why was there like this cool Eastern samurai feel to that? theme song because this is mostly a space western and you're mm -hmm. like oh right because that's the mysticism part is the far east jedi style like and even when he says her name he's almost like aso katano like he says it in a strange yeah like the phrasing uh, is a little off like ahsoka tano or something like that i yeah. can't really remember it it was 130 um, <laughs> but they took the time to show like hey her name is culturally different like mm -hmm. it's not just you know Hey, Ahsoka Tano, you know, it's not like yeah. how a, a, a freaking space hillbilly would say it, but <laughs> I was possibly, yeah, I was impossibly impressed with Rosario Dawson. She is like, 
I mean, I know a lot of it was CGI and everything, right? But like, well, no, that's the funny thing is a lot of it wasn't CGI. Like most of it was her doing her own stunts and doing those flips and like. Oh no no no! I'm talking about like, um, where she well, but you know the more extreme stuff where she's like jumping thirty feet into the air or she's okay okay yeah yeah but doing all that but even still, but like no I just you know. But she's wearing I, like all this makeup and she's still emoted very well. Like you still got all the emotion from her in her face and her eyes and her acting was just very impressive through that amount of crap sitting on her face. And she did a great job because I remember complaining a little bit with the Bo-Katan episode, how they used Bo-Katan's original voice actress to play Bo-Katan. And I was like, I wonder how that's going to play out with Rosario. But it really... I couldn't help but think about you talking about if Ashley Eckstein was was well equipped enough to act like that. And to be right. completely honest, the way that Rosario pulled this off with everything, um, the way that she held the lightsabers, the way that she moved her fingers when she was using the force, like even as far as like that first scene where she cuts through the tree. And then uses the one piece of tree, like the the like big piece of it, and like throws that into another enemy. And that's like she was such a innovative Jedi in Clone Wars that you mean she was like really. You mean she was petulant and childlike, like Anakin, like yeah, but a little more so. Like I'm gonna be stylish and and pissy. (laughs) <laughs> and like that smirk that she gives Mando when Mando wraps her up and, and she looks up and then looks at him and smirks and she's right. like, gotcha, bitch. And just like, that you know, very <laughs> cartoon, but not, but she played it so well that it didn't feel cartoon. Like, yeah, to me, Disney, did you ever watch Clone Wars? Did you get into that at all and get into the I, Ahsoka thing? The Clone Wars I did for a while. I, I did not, I did not finish it. I don't think okay. I watched like the last season, maybe. I don't really know when I stopped, but I watched a bulk of it. And, you know, that last season, man, is where it's at with Ahsoka versus Darth Maul and the whole the way they intertwined Clone Wars in episode three. It just I need to finish it. It's hard for me to keep attention with those. The anime, the the short burst, those filler episodes always kill me. It's just kind of like, like, ah. Yeah, <laughs> I need a longer. See, that's what I was. Story. That's what I was expecting was filler episode because Josh was like, yeah. "Ah, Dave Filoni, he's the king of filler." Yeah, but I, I also, I think, probably true in a long space format. Like, I mean, I, I'm not. I don't assume that you're lying to me. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that uh, Dave Filoni takes the good episodes. Though, like I was saying at the beginning, he was not gonna let any other director direct his baby in her first live action film. Oh, he like, created no, that character. Yeah, yeah. He brought her in the first Clone Wars movie, like he had made her and everything. So, so I mean there was no way he was going to let that shit happen. And See, I own that movie, but I don't remember most of it, I'll be honest. <sighs> the little baby Jabba the Hut thing and yeah, it yeah, See, in that, that movie, I, I watched that in theaters, and I was not a fan. I did not like Ahsoka. I did not like the animation style or anything. It was, it really turned me off from Clone Wars until I think three seasons in, one of my friends was like, you're an idiot. 
<laughs> and you should watch this show. Over it. They beat yeah, Clone so... Wars, though. They beat, you, beat us over the head with that pretty hard. I mean, there was oh, constantly yeah. Clone Warsing everything. It was like, God, yeah. let's move to something else. Like, all the toys were Clone Wars. All uh, the books were Clone Wars. Well, the movie, the... the two series, the, the, the 15-minute series was awesome. I like that one. That, uh, yeah, the the original was, one, the more yeah, anime kind of style one. Well, yeah, that whole Clone Wars era thing—they really hammered a lot of stuff out during that time, and it's like, yeah. Anyway, so I. Well, it makes <laughs> sense though, because that's like the coolest sounding part of Star Wars history. Like for me, as a casual fan that doesn't know all the Star Wars history, Clone Wars sure. seems like it would be the coolest place to go, which I'm sure is you know why they did that repeatedly. Well, yeah, I remember I remember watching A New Hope and uh Obi-Wan talking about the Clone Wars. We fought in the Clone Wars and just being like, "Oh, what what the what are the Clone Wars?" I mean, like you know what they are, right? Like there are wars with clones in them, but you're like, "Why?" And like how yeah. many clones? And like was yeah. it clone versus clone or was it like, "Yeah, I need to know." Yeah, so I I think they really played on that that whole you know, people wanting to know more about the Clone Wars. But even more so, I think in this episode, yes, there are a little bit of Clone Wars references. Um, Ahsoka's owl. I don't know if you noticed the owl hanging out in the trees. That's like I her trusty friend. I saw a screenshot of it afterward, but I don't know what that is. Um, it's just her like trusty little sidekick. It had nothing to do with this episode. It was just a total Easter egg, which was cool. But okay. I think more so Not, in this, they harken back to... Right, but I, I think they went back to Rebels a little more, and they explored more of Ahsoka's growth as a Grey Jedi, and mm. um, you know, oh God, I don't, I don't want to, I want to save this till the end, but the big name drop at the end, which <laughs> you know, I let me just tell you <laughs> how fucking like, proud I am of myself <laughs> that I have been. Just calling this that well, that's uh, fraud. That's, I've been calling that's it why forever. I was like, it's really worried that you were gonna start this, you know, live stream off totally naked. I was like, if Josh <laughs> is naked when this starts, I swear I am not participating in at least most of it. Like, at least most. I just, I figured, I figured there was a solid chance that you would be just totally naked when we started. So I really congratulate you for not doing. That. I appreciate. It. I think well, I think we all man. I I was definitely because I watched it this morning. I watched it back to back to back this morning, three times in a <laughs> row this morning. So, like the the first time, I was just kind of in shock. I clapped a little bit, like, huh? And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you know, the second time, I was like, oh my god, this is real. This is real now, and. I don't know. So back to my point there, I think they're going to explore a little more of the rebels side of things and those characters, because Bo-Katan, you know, she was in Clone Wars a little bit, but she was more in rebels. Um, you have Ahsoka, which was very predominant in rebels. And I I'm guaranteeing Ezra's going to be around somewhere. Sabine's going to be around. Like if they're talking about Thrawn, you know, they're, they're really going to wrap up the story of rebels i think while also continuing this grogu story and mandalorian you know becoming a father kind of story 
So, um, but can't they not? Isn't it impossible to train him? Because, like, if nine is too old, then isn't like fifty way too old? <laughs> you and know, I wrote like that in infant. my notes. <laughs> still like an infant. I'm like what? <laughs> I I did write that in my notes um, about how. Let me go find it really quick. Jeez. Uh, okay, so she says I can't train him. And the reason right. he can't train him is because of his attachment to Mando. Nothing to do with his age, which I really appreciated that because I remember being kind of upset with Yoda in Empire, being like, "Too old, too old he is." And you're like, "What?" But that's just Yoda's. Wait a minute. But that's just no. That's just Yoda's way of saying too many attachments, right? Like he's at this age, he's a freaking human. You know, he's attached to something. He's probably in love with like some space princess that's older than him and driving <laughs> and space nascar and uh, <laughs> like space gambling and doing all the space hillbilly stuff on space trash planet tattooing like yeah it, it was his but, way of shorthanding that he's going he's too old because he's got a he's got so, so many attachments because of his age so it's just a shorthand i think it's just his shorthand way of saying the kid is too old i still but, liked that ahsoka explained it a little bit better as far as you know he's he's attached to you, and we can't well, we can't risk him. He's just like I've seen what happens with powerful Jedi. That right. So she's more like, hey, I'm just gonna give you the hot and skinny because I know what will happen, and if I lead you on and I try to be all Yoda about it, you're gonna be like, no, but let's train him anyway. It's fine. Right. So yeah. And you know, God, Disney. This or one's me. a little more for you. But did you <laughs> notice all the awesome music cues in this episode? Um. Not specifically as cues. Well, when when Ahsoka was talking about how she knew only one other being, and the Yoda music starts playing, like his theme plays, like, and then there's when Ahsoka at the very end, and this is what got me the most because I I definitely I choked up a little bit in this episode just because of (laughs) how freaking awesome it was, but especially at the end when she is looking up at the razor crest and you hear her theme it was so it just like took me back to the last scene of clone wars i guess and that that music but i guess if you haven't seen that last season i don't know i don't know there were so many good music cues in this there was there was a little bit of the main theme stuffed in there there was like the Yoda it was a so great good. episode. I mean, it was God. Just, again the cinematography, the filming, it was excellent. The whole Japanese yeah. that when the Ahsoka met what's her face like towards the end for their battle and it had them like just side by side and the whole classic Japanese duel kind of background. And I'm like, oh my God, this is tight. You know what I mean? It was so well done. And it was totally it was very, like a koi pond, like just, right, sixties or seventies, like yeah. uh, samurai film, like had that Kill Bill homage feel to it, right? Like, yeah. here's the gently falling snow and the quiet eastern thing. Um, and very I really like that they had, yeah. And I really like that they had the uh, different fighting styles uh, for the one character, Elsbeth, I think was her name, which is like. Way to go. One of the least stupid names I've heard in Star Wars so far. I was super impressed. It's like, oh, that's pretty much a regular name. Way to go. That's how space would probably freaking be. Um, <laughs> but I like that she started with I like that she started with one so stance, angry. right? Where she had the pole that was like forward in front of her, and uh-huh. then she was like, Oh, that's not working. I'm gonna try this cool stance where I get ready to uh-huh. poke you. 
oh, that's not working. I'm going to try Pokey Stance. Like, she did all she, the cool different stuff, which was very samurai movie, right? Like, oh, you have to slowly adjust your tactics as you get to know your opponent. Um, she held her own pretty and well. I got the sense. Yeah. And as somebody who has, like, basically no experience with Ahsoka, um, I got the sense pretty quickly that she was just messing with her. Like, she could end it at any time, but she was trying to be like, okay, you're doing the honorable thing. You're standing your ground. I won't just wreck you, even though I probably could. <laughs> <laughs> and then I felt like when she switched her hand around and was like, okay, now lightsaber is in cool mode. I was like, okay, now it's over. Um, Did, oh, man. Read, that, I, was I love that. that <sighs> yeah, I was reading online that that's like something that Anakin taught her, right? Where he <laughs> To was change like, her stance. And yeah. throw them off balance because that—that's right. what she did. Like she was, she was in her main Jedi stance for the for the bit, and then she lost the one lightsaber and changed it up. And you see the magistrate like, kind of. She was like, "Oh, what the hell did she just do here?" And that's when yep. she beat her, basically. She's yeah, like, that was. I don't know that kind of kung fu. I only know spear fu. Yeah, <laughs> she. You know, uh, so. That I love that they that they let that lady actually Diana Diana Lee Inosanto um, is the daughter of Bruce Lee's like personal trainer, and so she has been in a ton so of <laughs> yeah. Well, I know, that I was kind of I felt like kind of long. I was like, well, I, I get sure, but but that's why she her middle name is lee because they were so close to to well because of the asian influence of like um of there being like it's that it's like a samurai movie right like it makes sense that she would be in a samurai style show playing a semi samurai that's hard to say semi samurai character (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i think i think she she did a really good job um I liked that they gave the Mando. Remember how I told you, Josh, how like every character in Star Wars eventually gets a lightsaber or something that can fight a lightsaber. So they yep. just gave Mando like, here's your anti lightsaber pole. Enjoy. <laughs> and I was like, gee, I wonder if he's going to fight the guy with the dark saber with that later on. I really wonder. <laughs> yeah. Well, and oh, God, that spear, that was his, uh, his prize <laughs> for this quest. You know that that's like the master sword yep. for him. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the spe- way, a spear's a weird weapon. Go on, sorry, Disney. Oh, it's just it's a weird weapon. I mean, if you have like, you know, a, a blaster, and he's got his rifle with kind of a spear on the end of it already, and all these other weapons, a spear seems like just a unless you run out of other weapons, it seems like a cumbersome weapon to carry around. He's just gonna yeah. give it to Grogu just to, po- just to poke people. <laughs> I mean, like just shoot him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Do you think th- Grogu would build a lightsaber out of it? <laughs> mm, I don't know how no. Star Wars works. That's well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about just how casually they Damn dropped it. the name Grogu. You're gonna make, Is that you're what gonna it make was? Me Gro- talk about I was Star Wars on this podcast. Hmm. Yeah, man, names. Grogu, and then it morphed into Grogu somehow. I thought I thought yeah, I Grogu heard at first. The first but... time I was like Cal Grogu, and then it was like Grogu. Yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah, so. and I, I watched things with captions, so oh, it was very, right. and it was right after that, so there was like, right after she was like, yeah, Grogu's his name, it like, instead of the child coos, it was Grogu coos, and Grogu oh, cries, and all that stuff, huh? so it, huh? it changed right away Jeez. in the captions as well, which huh. was 
really freaking cool for me. <laughs> and you know what? I don't even care what anybody says. Like she said that name and I was like, did that Gro Grogu? I I'm, I'm okay with that. That's not as stupid as I thought they were going to name him. Like you're immediately, you're like, I'm totally here for this. I don't care. This is the perfect name. Yeah. It's the name I would choose. Yeah. I, yeah. I felt like it was a good name. It felt very like, it felt like it would fit with how Yoda's species seems to name their babies. Like if one of them is named Yoda, why isn't, why couldn't one of them be named Grogu? Like, yeah, for sure. And it, it kind of, it's not very cute. It kind name, of, though but he won't always be yeah. cute. He won't always be yeah. cute. <laughs> it's going to turn into a giant okay. green wrinkly turd. A gremlin. A gremlin turd <laughs> monster. So, sorry. Sorry, Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. My goodness. No, but I, I did like that. And that whole scene with giving, like I did not expect to hear all of that story, all of that exposition for Grogu. Like, because at first, you know, you watch that you're watching Ahsoka look at Grogu and you're like, what's she doing? Is she just like studying him? And she's like kind of smiling and like, you know, nodding her head and like looking like she's chatting with him. And I'm like, wait a minute. In my, she, she's talking to him. When I was watching through it, I was like, oh, she's going to eat him. This is the part where <laughs> he finally runs into something that's like really into baby Yoda species, right? The whole food chain and, and thing he'll be like, he'll be like what's up Frog yeah people. and like he'll eat something off a rock and then she'll be like oh and then just eat him and i'll be like oh that, i did not expect the series to end that way but there you go <laughs> and then the credits done roll and they go that's the end this, this show is over surprise series finale yep i didn't expect but it but <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i didn't expect any of that either i mean god damn like so first of all, he was he was raised in the Jedi Temple, which kind of leads me to believe that maybe it was Yaddle's kid from Episode One. Right. Um, yeah, which is Yoda with I hair. Mean, yeah, um, but you know, she said many masters have tried to train him, and let's see. Uh, then, then I don't feel like she said the Jedi tried. Temple, I feel like she said they trained him, and then. Like he's very he's older than he looks and he's been through a lot of masters, but it's not that they were like, you know, I'm having difficulty. They were just like, uh, time for you to go to your next master or something. I didn't necessarily get the vibe that he was like a bad student or anything. Um, well, no, just, I, I guess maybe yeah, his, you're right. Maybe his masters kept dying. <laughs> that could be because because they had to I keep just, watching him because he's so tiny. Right. I guess I missed that. Yeah. I just thought they were training him and then they hit him. Probably when shit went down, and then she well, said everything's says, dark after that. Like, like he blocked it all out, or like right. he's just been in hiding and and just kind of forgot. She did mention, she did mention that he'd had several masters, but I didn't really get an intonation as to like why. If it was just okay, because like a lot of them have several masters, a, or just because he was you know kept failing kid. out or something like, yeah, kind of a brat. Like, lesson <laughs> one: do not eat the thing in front of you. And he's like, oh. I'm going to suck at Jedi school. <laughs> <laughs> Little fucker. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Don't eat that. Little yeah, fucker. I'm going to all. By the way, but side I'm gonna note, eat, like all of it. <laughs> yeah. 
side note, does anybody else just, I mean, maybe I'm just a scumbag, but does anybody else just feel really bad for Mando? He's like stuck with this kid. He's just trying to, nobody will take the fucking kid. (laughs) (laughs) He keeps running around. All you have to do is no go here, no go there. And he just goes, he just keeps going. Everybody tells him to go. He's trying to get rid of this fucking kid. And he just can't shake this this kid. It's pretty clearly (laughs) setting up a moment where somebody will go, okay, Mando, thanks for the kid. Have a good one. He's yeah. up here. You know, I got him now. And then Mando's like, ah, oh, crap. I don't want to go anywhere. No, I like hang him. Out with... Shit. Yeah, like, uh oh. What do I do? It's like the plot then... of Big Daddy, Adam Sandler. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that... Is that what this I'm... is? Is this just Big Daddy, like long form? But, space space. Daddy. <laughs> but like, on the real, real, though, that scene when Mando says, it's time to say goodbye broke my heart because <laughs> you could just like tell that mando was really upset about it because he's Pascal grown to really, really care for good, this child very good at expressing emotion with just his voice as we've talked about several times because he spends 99.9 percent of the series behind a, a wall right um, right he does a really good job for me there was some part of it that was like the Mando is definitely just part of the child story, right? Um, yeah. Which is okay because this is Mando's show. So, like, if next season they're like, next season on the Mandalorian, and he's doing something totally different and it has nothing to do with the Jedi or the child, I'd be totally fine with that. Like, right. If he has, if this is just one really long quest that he ended up on because he got <laughs> quested so hard. Um, then maybe you know in a couple seasons he's going on a different quest. So, I don't know. Everywhere he goes, he's like I've been quested, and they're like, "Yeah, that, nobody says that, dude." What you're trying to say is I am on a quest, and he's like, "Yeah, they don't teach basic in Mando school." <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, but you know how to read. Like, you could read a book and get better at speaking." And he's like, "This is the way." So, <laughs> God damn it! Whatever. Yeah, I I don't I I still just think I think that they're gonna use Grogu as a baton to pass between shows to keep people interested. Like I really think they're gonna make an Ahsoka show where Ahsoka takes the child, and you know the child's gonna go from Mandalorian to Ahsoka. People are gonna be like, "All right, cool. Well, Mandalorian's still tight because he's still." you know, fighting, blah, 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 blah. But we're also going to watch Ahsoka because we we want to know what happened with Grogu. And maybe, okay, so I, don't I, don't know. Know. I don't know. I can't, I I can't know. say that because after the end of this episode, I think, I think Ezra might show up from Rebels. Yeah, no idea who that is, but... Yeah, um, well, you should get, that. you should educate yourself, son, because Ezra's a, <laughs> Ezra's a badass. So watch some Rebels. <laughs> not gonna happen next the next one of these that we do is not gonna be star wars related just so that you're aware oh i know i know i remember i think you and i have you and i have known each other a long time and i'm humoring you here i'm not doing two of these in a row Um, i really think they'd be wise to try to add more shows through this like i mean disney already knows the formula with the marvel Mm -hmm. universe you can make fucking Tons of shows interlink them all, but they're all their separate shows with these characters. People like 
and and you can get so much viewership in in many ways and i think they're smart enough to realize that so i do think they're gonna have shows spawn from this um, right and as popular as it is i think they'll do well so I, I agree with you i think well hopefully that's kind of the first character i've seen that would probably possibly right. be able to have their own show everything it's else has just been like little could... touching here's a person there's a person and you never see them again you know so right right and they could do an Ahsoka show without passing Grogu off. Like they could keep Grogu sure. here or move the move the character outside of this show mm-hmm. without moving him into the other show, right? Like at the end of this season, Mando's like, "Okay, bye, kid," and then he like goes to do a jump to somewhere we know and accidentally gets rerouted into unknown regions or something. And then the next season is like, "Where's Mando? He's totally lost." Yeah. Um, yeah which but, uh, that'd be cool too it, but it's but they can keep the character around too there could be maybe he meets all the available jedi which as i understand it are like yoda luke and ezra is that pretty much it at this moment yoda's dead by now okay so just luke um, and ezra are alive. Uh, ahsoka would technically no she said she's be... not ahsoka said she's not going to train him josh Oh, I thought I thought you just like I'm sorry, but Jedi. I thought you meant just yeah, alive said, Jedi at the time. Yeah, she was like no, go I got to some planet and and go to the temple and reach out and see if any of the elders would talk to you. And nothing's finite thought. either. There could be Jedi. We just don't know about. Right. I mean, right. You can write in anything you gotcha. want, really. <laughs> That's true. Um Tython? Tython. Planet Tython. Yeah. That, that's actually a really nice callback to um, the old Legends books. It's uh, supposed to be a the, desert. No, no, it's supposed <laughs> to be, be a, another the, desert. Too many deserts. The planet, planet with the many. first Jedi temple. Um, that originally in the books it was the first Jedi temple, and now they're bringing it into the actual canon, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I think for what we know. And Ezra might not even be alive. Um, you know, he from this point yeah. in the in the Star Wars canon, Ezra would have disappeared about twenty years prior. And Ahsoka yeah, had Star vowed Wars, to go find Ahsoka's him. pretty old, though. I mean, and Star she's, Wars yeah, she's, loves to have Jedi disappear and then send people on a quest to find them and then have them show up at the exact right moment. <laughs> it's like, <true>. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. That might yes. happen. <laughs> find the hiding it wouldn't be bad. I wouldn't complain. I'm just saying it might happen. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's like I said, it's the best episode so far. And I think it illustrates why you can't have too many Jedi in this show. Because they're oh, yeah. cooler than Mandalorian. They're better than Mandalorian. He probably really wouldn't stand a chance against an actual Jedi. Like if Ahsoka decided to go fight him, she would have won, right? No, oh, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, she had the drop on him in that one scene, and right. the only reason she stopped is because he was just like, "Oh, Ahsoka Tano," and she was and... like, "That sounds close enough to my name. What do you want?" Yeah, but Bokadan, Bokadan, oh, and I loved how she was like. <laughs> He's like, I, I need it. I've, I've been sent to talk to you. And she's like, I hope it's about this little guy. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. everybody watching was like, me too. Hi. <laughs> yeah. I know. No, I know she was so good, though. She did such a good job. 
and I know we're talking about this episode, but but just skipping back a little, like you didn't see it in this episode, but right before that, it's like the Mandalorian character is changing and softening up, and like I, you, I mean, we noticed that, and like the last word that with the other three Mandalorians that were like, oh, he's a religious right. nut, Mandalorian, you know, and then they were also right. in battle. They were like, I and mean, he was like a bitch. <laughs> they were like <laughs> yeah. so badass compared to him. So you're like, yeah. yep. he's kind of, they're like way more badass than him, you know? So it's almost like, I don't know why oh, they're, they're doing you, that. They're really softening up the character to, a little bit. I think it was meant to show like these people are used to working as a unit and he's used mm-hmm. to working alone. And when you work yeah. alone, you have to be very careful and kind of a wuss. And you have to back off yeah. and this, that, and the other thing. He's like, this is the way. And they're like, no, dude, there's like several ways. Yeah. Just, you're just because somebody said cult. that doesn't mean it's <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. And he even <laughs> ate. He lifted his mask to eat and suddenly saw that. So it's just kind of like, yeah, he might be changing. Yeah. Realizing like, his little religious sect isn't necessarily the only way. Yeah. They're like, this is <laughs> so, a dumb way. We should, yeah. You should do it the good way. Yeah, like, your whole tribe is gone, bud. Like, right. survive. <laughs> Maybe think about it like that. Yeah. So he, I just, this was the, but this was the second episode in a row that we got a lot of lore. Like there was just mm. a ton of story and a ton of exposition. But this time it came with some really cool, very old school feeling Star Wars action, which I thought was just wonderful. I loved yeah. them putting the contrast of the Western style um, showdown standoff yeah. between Mando and the, the guy oh you know what i'm just gonna call him the marshal everybody else gets to be a marshal that guy was a marshal and it's kyle reese it's kyle reese showed... love that you <laughs> oh is that who that was i kept i was gonna look it I up kept... and forgot i'm like is that the terminator i mean the yeah yeah dude, terminator, no. dude? And like, I was like it totally was it's, it's kyle reese every shot terminator of that guy every shot of that guy was like corporal you should know who this guy is <laughs> look at it look who it is see see who that guy is and i'm like I, I don't i don't know i don't know who that is i don't care i don't know who it is it doesn't well, matter all of all of his lines just put him straight out of the 80s uh-huh. you know yeah. like but what like, is that i keep him around for luck you're gonna need it like yeah but that's like 90 percent of the dialogue in this series. So. yeah okay whatever <laughs> But not you're right. I a, did like. It's not a weakness. It was just like that guy is. That guy wasn't memorable enough to remember from Terminator One, dude. What? Like, <laughs> that was a right. cool character, but like yeah. I don't care. Like, I did really like that scene though with them t- chatting. He's like, he's like, who you think is gonna win, our side or your side? And you can just hear Ahsoka and the magistrate <laughs> in the background, just like, <gasps> <gasps> but it's shit clanking it's another... around. And- it was another really good illustration of how the show uses sound and music, right? So there's like yes. showdown music playing, and in the background you're hearing like, vroom, ping, vroom, 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 yep. ping, 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 vroom, yeah. ping. Like, yep. it was very orchestral, and like it was this, this dance back and forth between her and the other gal with the different styles and everything. Beautifully shot, beautifully choreographed, very well done. Um, I bet you Ashley Eckstein was watching that and was like, F yes. I don't even care that that's not me because that is how that character should be done. Uh-huh. That's my guess. Yeah. Actually, I was thinking that same exact thing. Like, what is Ashley thinking right now? And at the end of it, I was like, you know what? That was a really good portrayal of that character. And I don't think yeah. anyone can deny that that was amazing from yeah, beginning probably- to end. Rosario Ashley Eckstein, I'm totally like comfortable with suggesting that she loved it. Yeah, I'll have to uh 
I'm sure there's there's going to be an interview out there with some Star Wars podcast. I'll have to I'll have to find it and uh, see if we can we can learn a little more about how she reacted because it would be interesting to see what she actually thinks. You know, I I know that originally when you first found out that she was yeah you would when you first found out that Rosario was cast <laughs> nerd. <laughs> <laughs> You you can kind of tell that Ashley Eckstein was a little upset about it. She was a little bitter, um, just kind of on her interviews, but that she was not a, opposed to it. You know that she was kind of like, oh well, if anyone could do it, it could be Rosario. And yeah, she she came in like a freaking wrecking ball for this whole episode. <laughs> everything everything about it. Okay. Add to the list of things that I wish somebody would make for us in a video program. Just put Wrecking Ball behind all the scenes of Ahsoka kicking ass from this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but like, have it start. Have it start when she does that cool double lightsaber pull apart yes! ignition thing. Oh, so God. like, just have it be like sweet. the really quiet part, right? Like, na 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 na. It's just like shots of the forest and everything. And then right when she goes, I came in like that. You go. Yeah. <laughs> and then you show her just whooping ass i think that would be a good video if somebody makes that and gets likes on it um dibs i don't know how to i don't know dibs <laughs> does dibs work <laughs> online uh, well it does now <laughs> but yeah she hashtag dibs <laughs> God, and, and you brought up one of my favorite shots of the show i don't know i don't know what your well we'll get into that i'm sure but but mine was definitely the pulling apart the lightsabers because that was a signature Ahsoka move. And they mm. they did all of, well, not all of them, but most of her signature moves from the cartoons where, you know, like keeping, keeping her lightsabers the way that she did and like spinning them around and stuff. And then that whole move, like, I, I want to go watch this episode again just to, <laughs> just to see much, that shit. How much... How much does that mirror the the classic like katana and she thing type thing too? Oh, absolutely you know, like, right. It's the same kind. That's of a thing. really it's good like, point. I didn't even you know? think of that, man. That's an excellent point. It's exactly yeah. what it is because she's the far east mystical samurai character, and she's like, "I'm gonna unsheath my shit, and you're not gonna yeah. see me make my swipe." And they had like everybody with like the gash through them, right? Just like the one line cuts. That was very anime, very eastern looking. Like yeah. it was very well done. And I'm sure that translates well from the show because I remember the look of the show not being anime, but also not really being Western. It was like, it probably actually, now that I think about it, it was probably an attempted fusion of those two things in an Absolutely. attempt to pay homage to the original influences. It looked right. kind of funky, but it was executed here masterfully. Like this was oh, probably, this is probably the best Star Wars content I've seen in uh <laughs> Long time, man. Long time. Like <laughs> this this whole show. Since, uh, probably since I saw Rogue One, honestly. This this one episode was better than the entire sequel trilogy, I think. It well, yeah. I, I mean, obviously the seeing things in the theater gets you a little more into it and stuff, but man, I like I had as many, if not more, emotions watching this episode that I did for the entire sequel trilogy. And still too, still too short, though. <laughs> I the only but I mean, I but it was one of the longer ones of the season. <laughs> I I've come I had to terms with what sequel trilogy. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say I've come to terms 
well before now about what the show actually is, but I'll mm. still always have that hang up of these, you know, it's, it's these little pulses like a cartoon would be little, here's a half hour mm-hmm. thing. Here's a little adventure. Here's a little adventure. When what I really want is a big, long, serious drawn out like hour long right. episodes. And like they, 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 they go together like right. even cliffhangers, which I always bitch about cliffhangers. They don't do that. Like I, I, you know, have a, <laughs> Uh, Moff Gideon I, shows up right at the end, and you're like, "Oh shit, what happens?" And then, uh, you know, well, that didn't we happen. talked about this. They wrap it up. We've talked about this before, where it's like this show does a very good job of being like episodic, but also like semi-serialized. With the arc is like there's one arc running through it's, the whole season, but some of the episodes yeah. are also self-contained. Like mm. the one in season one where they were doing like the prison break, it was like that's just a prison break story. Yeah, but it like sort of sort of services this larger arc that's going through the whole mm-hmm. season. Um, but lightly, just a little, little bit. Right. And I, I, we talked about how it's kind of a weird and maybe incorrect choice to do that in a thing that only has like eight episodes per season. Because it's like, you don't have time to be messing around with self-contained episodes. <laughs> right. Like, you need to just tell the story. Um, back to your comment, Josh, the only emotions that I felt in the new trilogy was um, probably anytime Leia was on screen. Uh, that that just, I think, hit, would hit me really hard. Because I remember that from being a kid, and mm-hmm. I remember when we went to the um, the Star Wars costume exhibit, seeing her actual the actual um, metal bikini from Jedi, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna cry now when I see that, when I see that movie." <laughs> and then I did, and I was like, "Yep, I'm crying." Now. So when I watched Rise of Skywalker, I was like, the whole time I had this face on. Yeah. Yeah. But when she was on the screen, I was like, oh, I'm going to cry. Like, I'm getting ready to cry. And then they had her daughter come and, like, give her some kind of update. And I was like, yep, I'm going to tear up and start crying. And I did. Um, I love that her daughter is, like, super bored on screen. Like, (laughs) I've seen her, I've seen her in a couple of other things, and she's pretty good at playing that character. But, like, even in Star Wars, she was bored with it. She was like, mom, some kind of space thing you should go check it out (laughs) and then left and i was like that's how i feel about this whole freaking movie except at the very very end i was like oh that'd be cool like if i I would take a series about ray just like off doing her own thing now like as some kind of rogues one team badass machine like i could deal with that but the whole the whole thing you were right there was no emotional impact to it for me it was like a personal thing with that actress but it had nothing to do with the story um, i mean I, I i will say force awakens had me hooked cuz i yeah you know i thought there was going to be this amazing story after that I mean, it all comes down to last jedi when it comes to the sequel trilogy and for me seeing luke skywalker was great but seeing the way that they handled him was just horrifying so it's good to have you loved the last jedi on your way out and for like the first month or two uh, for the for the first but then i watched it like four or five more times and was like i hate this i can't be happy i'm a star wars (laughs) no it wasn't even that because i tried i tried really hard to fight that at first to be like no this was a good movie and then watching it more i'm like no this was not good (laughs) like they, they, I'm still, I'm uh, still fine with Last Jedi. I still feel like it was better than the other two movies in the trilogy, and I feel like Kylo Ren, or rather, um, 
the guy who plays Kylo Ren. Adam Driver. Adam Driver. I still feel he's the best actor that's ever been in a Star Wars movie. I would agree with exception. that for sure. Possible exception of Ewan McGregor, but um, yeah. it was. I mean, anyway, going this, back this, to the Mandalorian, it was. Yeah, this, it was really this show nice has for me as a casual fan to finally get some Jedi action, and I feel like they're gonna have to do that like once a season from here on out because at least now, now, now my appetite is wet, or they need to keep the Mando around for however that story resolves because mm-hmm. I'm not waiting a year and a half for Disney Plus to be like, all right. Get ready for the Ahsoka Tenno show featuring Ahsoka Tenno and Grogu. <laughs> I don't know I see expansions. I definitely yeah, see expansions coming see soon. Even between yeah. like the last episode, which I didn't, I didn't watch your special on the last one. I just watched it the other day too. But I mean, it's there's a lot developing all of a sudden, and you know, it's it's uh The yeah, last it, episode was probably. It's funny how we went from. Almost my least favorite episode to my favorite episode. Like that's what I'm you, saying. You didn't like last week's. I that's what was not a fan. Last week, Josh was like, "Why did they give Carl Weathers this episode?" And this week, he was like, "Oh, oh. <laughs> 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 I think this took him off." But <laughs> I don't know. I just I don't even care. Yeah, <laughs> it was just really Star Warsy. You know, they really. From you know, they invaded the little base, but this like, speeder bike race, the tie fighters started to really develop a lot of things that were the whole thing. Well, like, the tanks, which I'm guessing were make early stages of maybe making Snoke, I don't really know for sure, but um, yeah, it, it, it's confirmed all tied, it, it was, in, yeah. tied into bigger things, you know, right? Like, so it's like, okay, this is developing, this is growing, it's just patient. And I'm wondering because this episode felt a lot like Empire Strikes Back, there was a lot of. I don't know, just kind of like it was darker. Um, the Jedi training thing, trying to finding the Jedi Master on the planet, you know, like it just had some right. some callback to that. So it's la- the last episode definitely felt a lot like A New Hope, where they're Uh-oh. breaking into a base and they're yep. destroy you know destroying things, but you're seeing a bigger picture and there's a little like bit a of a cliffhanger at the end and, inside the season, right? Right. Um, Josh, do you have Han Solo's blaster shot ready? Oh, it's queued. It's queued up. And I'm hoping that we're on the same page with this scene because I have, I, I, I said the last one was one of my favorite, but I really and truly, I, I hope that we're on the same page because it'll be close. That I, do you want to go? Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? No, you, you go first and I'll, we'll, yeah. <laughs> All right. So my shot of the show is this was really hard to choose. Um, basically, every shot that had Ahsoka in it, I was like, oh, that's shot of the show. Oh, that's shot of the show. Oh, that's shot of the show. So it was difficult for me to pick one. Um, initially, I was like, okay, it's got to be the first time we see her ignite the blades and you can't see her body. You just see the blades in the mist. And she's in the forest. Or I was like, oh, okay, it's definitely going to be the one where she does the pull apart unsheathing. And then I was like, oh, no, it's definitely going to be this part where she's facing off against the chick and then i was like oh no it's definitely gonna be this one where she's uh sitting in the forest in front of the moon with the cloud going in front of the moon and there's a little lantern in front of her between her and grogu and it's like this ultimate teacher and master moment and just gorgeously shot in silhouette and i think that that is the shot of the show for me but that's gonna be tied with 
the shot of Ahsoka walking, she walks like around a corner and down this long pathway to get to Elspeth. And it's almost silent for a minute. There's no music going on. And you can see the wind and hear the wind like whipping against her robes mm-hmm. as she's about mm-hmm. to just one-on-one against this chick. And I got the sense like I could hear the dust scraping across the street. I could hear the wind blowing across her prosthetic, but not feeling like rubber or cheapness. I could feel the wind pulling on her robes. Like I could hear that very subtle, like, and it was very well done. It was almost slow motion, very like lone samurai walking to their end, but it had more of a tone of like, okay, you're about to see some cool shit and she's going to come out on top. Like I had no worry for the character. But it was just like, there's that one shot of her, you know, it's a full body length shot right as she starts walking toward Elspeth and it's the wind is whipping through the scene. So for me, that is tied with the one of her and Grogu sitting in front of the moon with the cloud in front of it around the lantern or around around the fire as it were, but it was a lantern, you know? Uh, So those are my two shots of the show. Man, that's Jesse's shot of the show. Um, my shot of the show, like like I said, the the lighting of the lightsabers was one, but it is very tied with the shot where the sheriff, the marshal, he like they had just wiped out the the they break into the the village, they wipe out the the guards, and Mando had freed the prisoners, right. and then Mando's standing there at the end of the road. The marshal's staring at him, and Ahsoka drops in in the background on top of the wall. Oh, and there's yeah. the one still shot with Mando's face and her in the background. And I thought yep. that that was just one of the prettiest shots, um, and just such a Star Wars shot in itself, and a little well, bit of an anime was, shot. Like exactly. it was just so it much your, in one. It was your perfect essence of this episode in one shot. The combining yeah. of the East and the West philosophy and style and cinematography and music and visuals, right? There's yep. this samurai with robes up here. There's this cowboy just deadpan in the front, staring somebody down. And it's yep. the moment where that where that guard guy is like, I can handle you. I've fought cowboys before. And he's like, actually, it's cowboy and samurai. And he's like, oh, never mind. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, here's, here's my gun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was yeah, it, it it was I think that's a good pick for shot of the show because it really does boil the essence of this whole episode and you could argue Star Wars itself down into one shot. It feels western and it feels eastern at the same time. It feels anime like you said, but it's live action, but it's sci-fi, but it's western, but it's like yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. There was so much in that one Yeah, there's so shot. many there was freaking so layers there. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, here's new Star Wars, the Mando, and old Star Wars, the Jedi. And like, here's yep. how we merge those things. Here's how we make it all cool. Here's how we make everybody yeah. dance together in this jambalaya from space. Yeah. So now let's talk about Thrawn because, good lord, did I definitely get a little hot. You know what? That. I think. I, think Thrawn... <laughs> I need my charger. I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, Thrawn is worth a red alert, so yeah, yeah, we're at red alert there. Well, oh my god, just I fully expected. Did you die? 
uh, kind of, <laughs> but I, I fully expected like- Ahsoka to to be like, where's your master? Where's, where's uh, Gideon? Gus? Gideon. Yeah, that's exactly who I thought it was going to be. Gus. Because, yeah, <laughs> you know, from Breaking Bad. <laughs> but... <laughs> But yeah, I was like, that's that's what's going to be the big surprise that she's actually looking for the same guy that's hunting Mando and they're going to have right. to team up together. But no, they fucking slapped me in the face with, where's your master, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Right. Huh. She's already I mean, she's already on to the next series. She's like, dude, this isn't even Mando. We're talking about two series from now. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the, so, just her bringing that in, and like I said, I, that's why I think Ezra's going to come back, because at the end of Rebels, Ezra, um, you're going to hate this, but Ezra is fighting Thrawn on Thrawn's Star Destroyer, and right. Ezra, one of Ezra's Jedi powers is that he can talk to animals, um, right. more specifically space Wolves. whales, oh. um, and he From Star Trek? <laughs> kind of but 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 it's these space whales that attach themselves to the star destroyer that then can go that can travel light speed and so basically ezra calls on these wait, 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 whales wait, wait. wait so star yeah. destroyers can't go light speed unless they have a whale or the whales can't go light speed unless they're attached to a star destroyer? no the whales can go light speed the star destroyers can go light speed Ezra had taken the Star Destroyers like he had like done some things to it to make it not movable or something. Oh, so the space whales can be used in the in the event that you are out of hyperdrive juice. Yeah, essentially. That's convenient as hell. Yeah. And he kind of he used them to take them to who knows where. So at the end of Rebels, Ahsoka and Sabine were basically, they vowed to each other that they were going to find Ezra and Thrawn. Well, I mean, they were going to find Ezra, but essentially they'd find Thrawn at the same time because they were together. Yeah. So when she says, where's Grand Admiral Thrawn? I immediately think she's looking for Ezra. She's still looking for Ezra. And... She now, found someone that's being controlled by Thrawn that Thrawn has sent her the magistrate on this mission for whatever reason. And Ahsoka can now find Thrawn and hopefully in turn find Ezra. Now, um, did Elspeth know where Thrawn was? Like, was I meant to know that she was like off screen? She was like, oh, yeah, he's still in evil space town gotta go there if you want to meet him or was it I like think, maybe I think she doesn't know i think that's the cliffhanger of this episode oh, oh here's the other thing um she was like i'm not gonna tell you anything and ahsoka's like i'm not gonna give you that choice so is that meant to imply that ahsoka would just reach into her brain and take the answer out with the force if she needed to possibly okay um because i'm sure she she could it's she's su- i mean she's super powerful at this point and Kylo well, and could do that not, with his bullshit little training. Right. And so she's, and she's not like bound to any kind of Jedi rules, right? Because she's not technically a Jedi. Correct. She's at this point, she is um our version of a gray Jedi. Because okay. you had gray Jedi in the legends, and now they've actually brought her in. 
which I loved her white lightsabers. And I, I hope to God that when she actually fights Gideon, the dark saber or anyone else with a lightsaber, it looks like Disney's coming back. Um, that they still continue to uh, see in rebels when she would fight with the lightsabers, her white sabers would flash green, blue, or red, depending on where she was pulling from. If she was pulling from oh. power, it would be green. If she was pulling from blue, it would be a little more like, um, what's the, dexterity or something like that. I don't know. There's like different ways. And obviously red, you're pulling depending. from the dark side. Depends on how you spec your character at the start of the campaign. Correct. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it was really cool because there would be some times where she would have to pull from the dark side and her sabers would flash a little bit of red. Right. And I'm, I'm really hoping that they do that again when she inevitably gets in some sort of lightsaber battle with, you know, the uh, Gideon or. <laughs> What's whatever. that guy? Yeah. You know, the. Uh, Gus. Um, I keep, I keep so on to call him Gus. Gus. So, in preparation Gideon? for this episode, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gus. in preparation for this episode, I took the uh, what would be your lightsaber color quiz. I think on Buzzfeed. Okay. Um, and I got dark saber. So. Oh. So you know, yeah, I'm now personally invested in this show because I took a quiz on the internet. So, my money is on dark saber, but. I, it's like one of those things. Is it going to be a three-way fight where, like, they're fighting with the the two white lightsabers and the one black dark saber, and Mando's got his stick, and he's like, "Eh, eh, I'm helping. I'm fighting. Eh, <laughs> like they're like, dude. No, uh, like, <laughs> I think, uh, I think it's. I don't know, man. Ahsoka, or does Ahsoka have a totally different journey on her way to Thrawn? And Mando will deal with Gideon because Thrawn is outside of the Mando's power level, even though, again, Thrawn doesn't sound like that big of a deal to me. Yeah, again, just, you know, educate yourself a little bit on Thrawn. (laughs) I'm sorry. You'll still still never convince me that because somebody can handle a giant army level strategy that they're therefore better at fighting one person one-on-one. It just doesn't make sense. I don't care what the explanation is because... The explanation to fix that is got to be stupid. So, I think. Come on, Trev. Come on. I hate you. I hate you so much. Sup, Trev? Here she is. There you go. That just cat just down. hates our podcasts. It's like, <laughs> yeah. what are we doing? Podcasting? Not anymore. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, I do kind of think Ahsoka is going to go on her own adventure, but I think the whole. You know, he's going to call out in the force and Jedi will hear him and whatever. I think that'll play a little bit into what what Ahsoka's story will be. Now there's two cats up here. God damn it. Um, that's what I'm saying. Is like, is she going to be the if she's going to be a main force in Grogu's life from here on out? Does she need her own show or does he need to leave this show or, you know, or is there going to be another Jedi that we run into? Well, I mean, I think they'll use Ahsoka the same way they did in Rebels, where she just shows up in more and more episodes as time goes on. Her story becomes more and more intertwined with what's going on in, in the other story. So, like I was saying, it, when once he, I, I think she did this on purpose 
to also call out to Ezra. I, I think a lot of this harkens back to bringing Ezra Bridger back or just finding any other Jedi. Like, so I, who would play, who would play him? Like, do you have a, a care, an actor picked out that you think would be good at playing him or is there, you read my notes, or... didn't you? I actually didn't. Like, I oh, feel bad okay. <laughs> because we're podcasting together, but I didn't read your notes even a little bit. I'm sorry. That's okay, man. They're always so scattered. Well, not really. That goes so, from beginning to end, but it's just like well, thoughts that I write down. And this is actually brings up a good point. Are, do you have like access to an internet window right now? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what I've been doing for most of this, instead of reading your notes, is drawing Ahsoka Tano in Microsoft Paint. So I'm... I'm going to send you the picture that I've drawn for you of Ahsoka Tano. It's for you. And it's like, it's a gift. So I'm going to send okay. it to you and then maybe you can figure out how to get it up on screen. But <coughs> that's what I was doing instead of reading your notes, but I'm sorry. So go ahead. No, that's with your cool. Next piece about Ezra. Um, so like you were, you were asking who I think would be, and I, I want to actually cover two things on this. Cause I think there's only, really three Jedi in, in the universe that we know of right now. It would be Ahsoka, uh, Luke Skywalker, and possibly Ezra Bridger. So, I really think that... I guess there's three characters that I, that I want to name off the live-action actors, but Ezra Miller, the guy who plays the Flash in the DC universe, I think he would actually make a really good Ezra Bridger. I don't like it. That's fine. I it's also confusing. think Sebastian Stan would make an amazing Luke Skywalker. This is something that's been debated all over the internet for years now, but I that. completely agree with it. That some um, of the given, are very convincing. Yeah, yeah. Given given the right makeup and stuff, uh, he could look a lot like Luke Skywalker. And you just put a robe on him, and that's all yeah. you really need. Um, they God, have maybe, very similar facial structure. Maybe we'd finally get to see Luke ignite the green, but I doubt it. Um, and also, let's see. I, I wrote this down for for Thrawn. I really, really think that the original voice actor um, Lars Mikkelsen, Mikkelsen, related to Mads Mikkelsen, um, I really think that he would play a good Thrawn. Um, they just paint him blue, give him some red eyes, and what? boom, there he is. Yo, blue. Yeah, I could also see. I would like. Um, I I'm one of those people that thinks Mark Strong should be in everything. He was Sinestro in the very bad Green Lantern movie. That uh, beautiful picture oh. that I created for you by hand is now sitting in the Google Drive. If you would like to live with, <laughs> probably gonna want to print it and frame it and put it on your wall behind you so that people can see it during the. Oh my god, I'm a little oh, nervous. What this show is I'm nuts really... with cameos though too. So you cool seen to see the just... graphics I make. I'm really Anyone. good at graphics and stuff. Um, <laughs> sorry, Disney. What? <laughs> no cameo. I just, what? I just said the show is like rich with cameos, so you it could surprise you with any random. I mean, everyone's been on there. I mean, not it's everyone, true. obviously. It's but, true. Uh, well, yeah, I was thinking the way that they phrased it was almost like he could go to the temple and maybe there's a ghost Jedi there that would be like, what's up, bro? Yeah. Like, so we could see Liam Neeson or we could see Yoda anyway, or we could see like um, all of Kit them hanging Fisto out or Plo <laughs> Koon. Party. I'm saying I'm saying every Star Wars name that I know, right? Plo Koon, Kit Fisto, Kai Eddie Mundai, 
Mace Windu. Mace Windu's I alive. <laughs> oh, are you, are you on that train? I am always on that train. Okay, that's fine, I guess. <laughs> We've talked about that. I'm just, I, I'm stubborn. So, I mean, think gonna... about it this way: if the emperor, <laughs> you know, I was brought up, fell. Dude, the emperor lived through what he lived through. Mace Windu's alive. <laughs> he fell. All right, all right. I guess <laughs> fell, I guess like, I can agree with that. I don't know. I mean, he just fell. Like land on something. Yeah, I won't go off on that tangent. <laughs> I don't remember. I, Speaking of tangents, uh, Josh, I think last hmm. week I could not find. I think I was trying to, but I couldn't find my phaser. Um, oh, did you end up finding it? Nice. I just nice. wanted to make sure to get that in there because I couldn't find it last week and it was upsetting. Um. Um. But yeah, you know. Just, it, go ahead. Uh, no, you you go ahead. Sorry. It's one of those things where I'm like, if they keep introducing Jedi characters, there's going to have to be a spinoff because otherwise the show will not be Mando can't carry a show that has a bunch of Jedi in it. So they're either going to be setting up spinoff characters or they're going to set it up to where Ahsoka just comes back and is like, you know what? I'm not going to train the kid, but I'll help him get over his problems. And hopefully that'll be enough. And then, you know, maybe at the end, it'll be like next season on the Mandalorian and it'll be him <coughs> with like, a Jedi friend and Grogu, and they're just traveling the galaxy having fun Jedi times. Right. You know, that'd be cool. Hey, here, check this out. This is a uh... boom. Oh my gosh. Can <laughs> you not make that any bigger? It's beautiful. That's no, can I, I just... can. I just, <laughs> we should just, I think we should probably, like, instead of every week on Friday, instead of watching the Mandalorian and then getting together to have a conversation about the cinematography or the themes of the episode or how it feels like new or old star Wars. We should just watch me paint in Microsoft paint, whichever character was coolest that week, because I don't know if you guys can see this, but it's super <laughs> okay. impressive. Like it's, I mean, Oh my God. Yeah. That, I like that how... only took me like 40 minutes. So I like oh. how you, the whole screen is like big, but the but the actual in the middle pictures, of it is just as yeah. big as the one in the corner. <laughs> it's like not yeah. any bigger, hardly. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, I can make screen. it bigger. Watch this, but no. I Here's can't. a bunch of black screen. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't really make it bigger. That's click on it that's and then zoom in. Totally yeah, anyways, that's a Sokatano. She's gonna be. That's gonna be the new logo for everything we make. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Sokatano. Sokatano. Yes. Man. Yeah, I don't, the, all the all the reveals in this just there was so much that like you can take this episode and just take make so many stories out of it. You could go well, make stories about Thrawn. You can make stories about the Grogu's past. You can make stories about what Mando does with his new spear. I mean, there's just so much going on, and yeah. I, I just can't. I don't even, did we cover everything? Have we talked about everything? I feel like we, I feel like we went a little away from talking about the child's past. Like, I, I still wanted to kind of go through the darkness period of of what they were talking about because because she, she said was saying, that, like he can't remember. Like he may have suppressed some stuff because he went through some bad stuff. Like maybe Order sixty six. It sounds like he definitely lived through that or at least experienced the ramifications of it. Right, and they took him and and hid him, and that's when everything went black. So, I'm I'm thinking that maybe these cloners, oh, the 
Doctors, cloners. I think they kind of <laughs> maybe took him and experimented on him for however long until Damn, he actually got Joe. away. Who's yeah? And um, go ahead. Whose blood were they talking about in the last episode? Was it was it the child's? Oh, it so had to have been the child's. Yeah. So at some yeah. point they had him. Right. Yeah, they had him in the right? last season too, right. for a little so bit. Does- no, I yeah, mean, so yeah, but they had him in possession, oh, like right, right. drawing his yeah. blood. If that's what they're that's what they're talking about, so this darkness period. I mean, maybe he was in possession of mm-hmm. the empire doing experiments, and then somebody rescued him, got him away from there, and hit him. I don't know. That's they obviously had well, blood samples from him. If that's if I'm reading that right, they, so I think you're correct on that. Um, and they they continued on with their theme of like making the Mando question his beliefs and like understanding other people's beliefs from different views and stuff like that. So like, because when he got pulled over by space five Oh, a couple episodes back, maybe that was the first episode. Um, they were like, Hey, uh, your Corvette is uh, illegal. And he was like, may the force be with you. <laughs> they were like, yeah, may the force be with you too. And he's like, Oh God. Okay. People still say that. And then in this episode, <laughs> Ahsoka Tano was like, Dude, may the force be. And he was like, "Oh, she meant that. That wasn't like how how I did it to the space cops. Like, for her, may the force be with you is like, I'm this trying is the to way. actually, I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to actually impart some peace and some protection and some faith to you as you leave." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh, it's not a catchphrase. It's like that's there. This is the way. Exactly. Like to him, this is the way is a mantra. To other people, it's what." freaking cultists say as their catchphrase. So <laughs> this is the way we wash our hands, wash our hands. <laughs> so he's having like this views of like, oh, maybe I shouldn't just like appropriate that saying to get through an encounter with the space cops because it really means stuff to some people. Like maybe maybe right. he's having some feelings and some thoughts about that now. Like um and he's also I feel like he's learning so much. Like this right. this season is just all growth he's, for Mando. This a, is him yes. becoming like a real person, is, I guess, or a real his Han Solo arc, right? Like this is him starting sure. off as yeah. a skeptic and going, Nope, blasters and space is cool and you should like drive fast. All I care about is the money. Yeah, you gotta talk gravelly and like have sweat everywhere. Like it's the only way to be cool. <laughs> And then, I think it's good and bad, like, though. Right. Exactly. It's good for his this... character. I mean, it's good for him, but like, if as he's changing and developing, he'll be a less interesting, you know, Lone Ranger character out there, not caring, just kicking at, you know, whatever. Well, whatever. He's just maybe. becoming possible. You, you'll have to develop I... the show around with that in mind. Don't have to right, team up with people what... and just be. But that's probably what they're doing, right? Is attempting mm-hmm. to deconstruct that overly macho, like Western character archetype, right? They're going, look, he doesn't have to be an idiot who never speaks and is always <laughs> gravelly and is just like, what about my gun? Like, they're trying to show, like, look, the character archetype is not good enough anymore. We need a new character that understands feelings and points of view and has personal motivations on top of all of the outside societal pressures because that's more realistic. And if we want Star Wars to feel like a real place that people live in, we need to add those kinds of things to it. And Star Wars has been missing that kind of stuff like freaking crazy lately. So finally putting it in somewhere, I think is brilliant. And I I don't know that that's like the exact angle that they're going for being like, you know, maybe you don't have to be so macho, but there's definitely some angle of 
just because it's how we did things doesn't mean it's how we have to do things. Right. So it's it fits, I think, thematically with the whole first two seasons. Um, as far as a rating for this episode, I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten because I don't feel like they're I don't feel like this high is gonna be hit um, for a long time. And if it is, it will it will have to be in like the finale of this season. Either that or from here to the end of the season is getting ready to be like high octane insanity, which is possible, but I sort of doubt it. So I think if, if there's any more very cool, high action, intense, or heavy episodes left in this season, I think it will be for the finale. But I'll give this episode a 10 out of 10 because I don't think any other episode measures up to it so far. What about you, Disney? What do you rate rate this episode? Um, I think it'd be really hard to get a 10 out of me, but it's definitely the best episode. Um, I would say nine and a half. It's like really okay. good. I mean, okay. But, but. Yeah, I'm I'm a 10 for sure. Um, well, and I'm, like I said, I'm only 10 going 10 on because I think this has to be the best episode, right? Like this is the best one so far. So mm-hmm. even if it's not perfect, it is I mean, as good as they have gotten so far. The, the season one finale was also a, a 10 out of 10 for me. Um, Not for me. The the Grogu getting the fire, the IG droid, kind of the nurse droid. I loved the nurse droid. <laughs> but, annoyed me. But... <laughs> <laughs> I started a revolution, but nobody well, came because I didn't seem kind of killed it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like the IG eighty eight droid on the speeder bike for some reason. It just uh, it was a fun. killed me. It was just yeah. like I laughed. I couldn't stop laughing. So I was like. That's not yeah. what they're going for here, and I'm laughing, you know, but I don't know. But yeah, as far as action, story, cinematography, music, the whole nine yards, everything in this episode was like what we have begged for in Star Wars for a long time, I feel like. Yeah. Um yeah. and and there I I don't think this is gonna be the peak of the season. There's only three episodes to go. Um, there's obviously gonna be the Oh, mood. But there's obviously going to be th- the pivotal uh, roundup the crew episode. Um, I, I honestly think so. I think they're going to skip right into it. They're going to next week. They're going to go right into he's going to go to Tython. He's going to put the child on the pedestal and Grand Moff Gus is going to show up and kidnap the child. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think this pedestal <laughs> seems like a good idea for some reason. I'm like, wait, what? You want to a- advertise where this child is that I thought, has been looking for? I thought uh, for sure that the child would be gone when he was. She was like, "Where? All right, where is he?" And he was oh. like, "He's back at the ship." And then he was walking Same. back. I was like, "He's not gonna be there." I'm like, "Yeah, oh, Gideon's got him AF. now." Yeah, but no, yeah. surprise me. But Josh, can you get rid of that Ahsoka Tano picture on the screen? It's just. It's so blindingly gorgeous that it's kind of distracting. Oh, <laughs> no, now my, heart, um, now my heart can rest. So here's my analysis. This is the last, probably the last piece that I have. This episode really illustrates the difference between what happens when you make Star Wars for money and when you make Star Wars with heart. Out of love. Yeah. Right. You yeah. can tell that Filoni just cares. It's like, it doesn't matter if this makes money. This doesn't matter if this is the story that other Star Wars fans are looking for, or this, that, or the other thing. He's just like, this is the story that has that I have in my heart to tell with this lens, the Star Wars mm-hmm. lens. And mm-hmm. you can just feel that 
and and the, everything in this series feels like it was crafted with love everybody who's there feels like they love to be there with the exception of some of the side characters who feel like they were told you want to be in star wars and they were like that sounds like it would get me money yeah uh, carl and, right so it's just like and honestly Done space john candy or uh, space newman was not that good like <laughs> I forgot like about the, Space Newman. <laughs> the character was good, but like... I get it. I the, the blue guy. He was no, Space I Newman. Like I don't know what that means. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think that he did that good of a job. Like, no. There have been characters no. in this series with a ton of makeup that do a really good job, and I don't think that that was one of them. But anyways, to me, this show is like, here's what happens when a Star Wars fan with an understanding of what makes Star Wars good for people makes star wars content and not what happens when jar jar abrams makes content right like right. it's it's just jar, jar jar abrams i wish i could take credit for that i saw it somewhere <laughs> on reddit but i thought it was really good i just it was i feel like this is the star wars that will be remembered from this era and people Absolutely. already don't care about the last three movies absolutely i i mean i already don't care about like this is what i this is i mean no i i can't say that because i still watch i still watch rise of skywalker and i still i really still do parts. like force awakens like force awakens was a lot it. of fun yeah there's parts that make it worth it but yeah. but but this is definitely bringing bringing me back into like like i want to collect things again i want to find these collectibles from this story for all these characters like this this is bringing me back into star wars in such a much bigger way than right than the the sequel trilogy did yeah of course i wanted my old man luke and i wanted you know those whatever but man i i'm wearing a baby yoda t-shirt right now i got the child right behind me like there's just so I love Star Wars again. I was at work all night tonight. Just like, I cannot wait to go home. Can you guys hurry up and finish so we can go home so I can talk about Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> and, I, you know, it wasn't... Obviously, I loved watching the movies in the theaters and I loved talking about the movies and dissecting them and doing all that stuff. But I... God, I, I love making predictions again. <laughs> And having something to look forward to, something that caring if they that, come true. I hate your not. predictions. Yeah. <laughs> do you I think? Um, like, do you think Thrawn will be in the last episode of this season? I do. I, I really, really, really think that Thrawn is going to be working with Gideon. I really, yeah, I really so. think in the bottom of of my heart that that this whole episode means so much more to the story than anything that. Ahsoka and and the Mando are looking for basically the same group of people. They just don't know it right. yet. Um, See, I, I actually think. Oh, no, go, I, actually think I think they'll just use the the classic series trope, where it's like the season's kind of wrapped, but then it'll present it. You know, like how, uh, um, like at the end, where he'll be like, there he is, all of a sudden, and, and part of it, but it's like nothing really happens. He doesn't really do anything. Well, right, they'll, the they'll do the season, like the end of the last episode, and it's right. like someone will be they'll talking to him, and he'll be like, "All right, so then he'll just say something." It's like a teaser for I, the next I, season. I think on the yeah. last episode, I had mentioned that, like, my biggest prediction is is that Thrawn is going to be 
the freaking Thanos. I speaking of that, I need to go on my Mandalorian page and Thanos. talk a bunch of shit because I called this than this Thrawn thing like three weeks ago. But anyway, <laughs> Internet I, I think that get ready. Josh is coming for you. Oh yeah, you guys are you guys are screwed. Even though I got kind of screwed, we'll talk about that on the Movement Podcast tomorrow because I got trolled real hard this last week, and it was, was pretty good. funny. It was um, but anyway, I, I still think that Thrawn is going to be at the very end of the episode. You know, Gideon will have lost. Um, he Gideon's going to get desperate. He's going to change his his tune because you know he's going to start going for Ahsoka, but then he's going to eventually lose to Ahsoka, and Thrawn's going to be like, "Oh, I remember Ahsoka. I will just do this myself," and that'll be like you know, the, the end of this season. And to be honest, we probably won't even see Thrawn until the last couple episodes of next season. We won't see him in any sort of action because he's still going to be behind the scenes. Um, so, and, yeah. As a fan also, of we, Star Trek and as a fan of cool villains, does Thrawn have a cool chair, at least? Um, He, he does have a, a cool, like, throne, but it's more about his uh, room his like chambers because he has like ancient ancient collectibles all over his his area that are like some of the coolest uh things that like art and and yeah for me artifacts and stuff like that yeah yeah i forgot about that i don't know for the books yeah it'll come down to how cool the throne throne is for me if it's not a cool throne throne (laughs) then i'm not he did have a sick throne in the books back in the nineties. I remember that. Lightsabers. Yeah. I, hope so. I just like I, oh, fucking... as a Star Trek fan, chairs are important to us. So if the villain does not have a cool chair, then he doesn't work. Like especially in in Star Wars, most of the villains have cool chairs. So yeah, I'm just throwing that out. There. I would assume he'd have a pretty cool throne. I really hope he does because I've been enjoying the show up to now, and I don't want to have to cancel my Disney Plus subscription. Yeah. Who's the guy that played uh what I just can't think of his name right now. Um Agent Smith in the Matrix and Elrond in the Lord of the Rings. What's that guy's name? Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving. I want him to be Thrawn. <laughs> Ooh, that would be a really good cast. <gasps> That'd be choice. a cool Thrawn. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> That'd be tight. If I was call. casting, I would like present that to him. <laughs> Ashoka Tano. Oh, I could I could hear it now. <laughs> Oh, that's my picture. When I'm picturing blue face Thrawn, red, I'm picturing Hugo Weaving for some reason. That is incredible. And I... For you alone, but actually, it's for everyone. Uh, yeah, I don't. I I think that's a really good pick, Disney. Yeah, I agree. Unfortunately, I don't but... cast for the show. <laughs> oh, Only geez, time dude, will tell because it's it's gonna it's gonna happen soon. And there's you know they they were really good about keeping the Rosario Dawson thing under wraps. Um, no, they weren't. For I found a, out about that for a minute. last year. Oh. She had already filmed all of her scenes and stuff before they released anything for her. It, yeah, got, I, it got leaked after it like she had filmed ago. things. We heard that but she got cast, but they didn't the say that. Started. They said that she got cast, but nobody believed that she was actually Ahsoka at first because they didn't actually uh, cast her as Ahsoka. But anyway... They did. They did reveal her makeup like a few months ago in a toy, because they had the Ahsoka lightsaber and it had Rosario Dawson's yeah. face. So yeah, but it, 
anyway, um, God, I lost my train of thought there. You well, killed you me. Do that sometimes. You freaking yeah. killed me on that one. I was trying to. I was just trying to wrap it up. Um, I, I'm I'm excited to see what 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 comes next. Um, and and I, there's so much more we could talk about. I could go on for another hour, but we really shouldn't. Um, I'll probably I'll probably give a little more of my my thoughts tomorrow. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> give a little more of my no. thoughts tomorrow in the movement. No show. Disney. He said we're not going to keep talking about it. You're good. There's no. <laughs> no I'm, I'm off till Monday. I gotta no life. Oh, nice. Right <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm off nice. till Monday, so I'm no, just gonna... nothing to do but get blurry. <laughs> nice. Uh, what I you're have... doing right now is loitering, and that's very illegal. <laughs> <laughs> I have two random comments if we... I can. Yes, absolutely. Going, yes, go, please. Okay, one, on and not to give any more time, not to give any more time to an unimportant a topic like uh, Kyle Reese. <laughs> but, but, but when I first saw him, and I was like staring for a long time at that dude, and um, is that Terminator guy? You know, and I, I couldn't <laughs> think of his name. You said it was Michael Bean or something like that. Um, yeah. Anyway, I was going to look it up after the show, and I didn't. And then when you brought it up, I was like, oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Because I'm like, it was him. The f- reason that's funny and awesome to me is because backing up to the first episode of this season with uh, Timothy Oliphant, you know? Yeah. He was in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get those two confused all the time. And I was commenting about it after the first <laughs> episode about how. Yeah, I always get the Deadwood guy and the Terminator guy. Like, I, I know that's he's like way older, you know. The that's funny. Terminator yeah, he's way, way, way older. They're similar guy to me, even though they're like decades apart. But it's funny well, that Timothy here's the second like... guy in the show now. I was like, yes, they're both in the series. <laughs> so I was super excited that he was in it. And that's all I had to say about that. <laughs> the difference being that Timothy is like a paragon of human beauty. And the guy that played Kyle Reese is like possibly the most forgettable actor ever. Right. Like that's the difference for me right there. <laughs> the, oh my goodness. Uh, this, the second thing I wanted to mention, and you probably have talked this through the roof. I haven't watched all the episodes about the show, um, but I haven't heard much of anybody say anything about it since the first episode. But if Josh, if you've come around since then with the story progressing, if that was indeed uh, Boba Fett at the end of the first episode, thought what are thoughts on the fact that that was just like fan service? Like here you go, there he is. All right, now move on. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. he's not relevant to the show at all. But uh, I don't right. fucking care anymore. I, well, come on, that's a bad attitude. I don't, well, like, I, no, no, I'm no, I, 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 and I, I don't. Him, but it's like it doesn't matter. But I think it's and that's it right. fan service at the end. That's like. That's what I'm saying. It's like here he it, is. That's the question though. Oh, it's like, why put then, that character in there if they're not going to have him be like? Oh, fan actually, service, I know Ahsoka from. It was kind of like. Flowing. I mean, I don't care. You know, it's not important to the story. I just thought it was interesting <sighs> how they did it, just to like, okay, now shut up. Why, <laughs> you know, like, right? Why and why do it if they're not going to do anything with it? Just, like, well, just it's very it. possible that he will come back later when Mando goes Maybe. back to Tatooine to get Timothy Olyphant to join his crew. And he goes, yeah, I can't really do that, but I know That's... someone that will. And it ends right? up Maybe. being Boba Fett. Yeah. Or they could even lie Mando... and just, just to satisfy lore of like, okay, oh, he did make it out. But yeah, he's just retired right. now. He's just roaming the desert. And, and that uh... very well could be what they did too, is just be like, all right, yeah, he's alive, but like, we don't really care anymore. You know, like, right. No hate, no hate. I was just curious. Right. No. And, and, 
and just with with how much this story has progressed, I just can't care if that's Boba Fett or Rex anymore because it doesn't matter. And and this is um, and that's where I'm at, right? Like, doesn't it sort of feel like they kind of just showed that character for no reason? But um, does Mando still have Boba Hat? Because we haven't seen that helmet since. I would what, think so. It's, it's probably in his now, ship. I would say. I it's forgot. In his yeah, ship I forgot somewhere. he still had that. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the whole armor like, set. But then, right. So they made it a point to say, like, look, he's got all the armor. He's got this cool bow yeah. staff now that's got a pointy on the end of it. He's just no. collecting all the gear, man. He's got. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's got to go RPG. through his inventory and yeah. select what yeah. he wants to wear for exactly. this next mission. Yep. Well, and he's got he's got a, a dialogue choice coming up, right? Where they're like, do you want to stay with the child and be his friend? Or do you want to tell the child you don't love him so that he stays here and trains as yeah. a child? No that would be the right thing to do is be like, I don't love you. You need to stay here so that the child can get over its attachments and become a Jedi, right? <laughs> but he clearly does love that kid. Like yeah, him I going back that, to the I'm ship. Not, a, oh, not made man. of stone. I'm just saying. I am. Fuck that Still, kid. No, I'm <laughs> or, or is Ahsoka of the mind that, like, wait a minute, if I'm a gray Jedi, that means that I allow attachment and emotion. Yeah, I... Mm, I still think she's kind of using him to see if she can find Ezra. Mm, that um, makes sense. But I think... Right. I think in, that makes sense, because I don't know. I need to watch Rebels. I trust you. I think, I I think in the long run... I think in the long run, it's just going to be, you know, hey, I was never going to train him and no one was ever going to train him. I was just hoping that he would call my friend back. (laughs) Get your garbage force child out of (laughs) here. Yeah. Um, Yeah, But I I don't know. Is there is there anything else that we need to cover? I feel like we did cover most everything except the dinosaurs. I did like seeing the 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 star dinosaurs. In the background of that planet. I thought that was kind of cool. It was Um, cool. I mean, there was a lot of cool detail work in this episode that sort of ended up not mattering because the the plot and the heaviness of the episode was so cool that you were like, I don't even care about the cool details. But there were a lot of them in there, which I did really appreciate. So, Right. Yeah. Good call. Um, Other than that, though, I I don't know. This episode was great. Like I said, 10 out of 10. I highly recommend um this whole show on this whole series <laughs> well and you know um since we do it, it is getting a little bit late but since we do have um disney here as a guest let's uh go ahead and say if there's anything else that you wanted to cover disney we'll go ahead and give you this time to yourself and we'll try not to interrupt you <laughs> no nah, man i'm good <laughs> i we covered the episode pretty well i mean it was it was a beautiful episode like I said, visually in the plot, everything about it was excellent. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I well, just, we definitely gotta we gotta get you back on the show um, at the end of um, the season. We're gonna have all the guests that we've had come on come back and join us for like a end like of a season virtual party. Thing. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. So kind of. <laughs> yeah, but um, ah, yes. Uh, anyway, I want to thank everyone for watching, for listening. Um, for joining us on this episode of Mando Friday on the Movement Podcast, where we talk about movies, video games, music, and TV. Go to twistmarmpodcast.com to find all of our latest updates and podcast episodes. 
Um, find us on Facebook, Instagram, anywhere you do social media and listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, yeah, uh, we're going to have our live movement show tomorrow. It was Thanksgiving weekend, so you know we did a little little Thanksgiving stuff on Thursday instead of movement. So we decided to move that to Saturday night where Evan and Justin will be joining us to talk a lot about some some good entertainment that we've been checking out over the last couple weeks. Um, yeah, that's all I got, though. Thank you guys all again for watching, for supporting us. Uh, thanks, Disney and Jim Beam, for coming on the show. My name is Josh. My name is Jesse. I'm Disney. We're the Movement Podcast. We will talk at you next week. I will not train this child. <laughs>